You're listening to the Stoned Cold Locks Podcast with Larry Locks and Stoned Bets. Episode number six of the Stoned Cold Locks Podcast. I'm your co-host, Larry Locks, alongside my man, Stoned Bets. The March Madness Tournament is finally here. We have some playing games on Tuesday and Wednesday. The real tournament starts Thursday. I am absolutely pumped. This is what we've been waiting all season for, right, Stone Bets? Oh, absolutely, man. It is the best month of the year, uh, best sporting event in all of sports, in my no doubt. opinion. No doubt. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be a great month, man. Off to, uh, off to a great start already. Yeah, we had a great conference tournament season, some wild games, some wild upsets, and rolls right into the NCAA tournament. I got to sweat out. This is Tuesday night. We're recording this. I'm going to have to sweat out my Rutgers Scarlet Knights tomorrow night, getting a point against Notre Dame. Uh, that game means the world to me, but just uh, just Rutgers getting in the tournament uh, is is a blessing the way their season went. But enough about Rutgers. Let's get into some of the best games in round one that we have spreads on. All right. We're going to get right into it. Michigan against Colorado State. This is a good one. Uh, Michigan is a two and a half point favorite here. They are the 11 seed. Colorado State is the six seed. I actually like Michigan minus two and a half in this one. Michigan's a team that's been very disappointing this season in the Big Ten. They were, you know, a, a very highly ranked team in the preseason, one of the favorites to win the Big Ten. And they just didn't really show up this season. Finished 17 and 14, squeaked into the tournament. Many thought they shouldn't have even made the tournament. Uh, I just think they're battle tested playing in the Big Ten. I know they're two and seven against top twenty-five opponents, but guess what? Colorado State is zero and zero against top twenty-five, and that's not to take anything away from Colorado State. Colorado State's a good team. That's why they're twenty-five and five, earned the six seed. And you know, the Mountain West was a tough conference this year. They've beaten San Diego State. They beat Boise State twice. Uh, they beat St. Mary's, who's a good West Coast conference team. They beat Wyoming. And they beat Creighton in the Big East. That's their notable wins. Um, but I just think. Michigan squeaks in and now they're, they, they really want to prove that they're a better team than they've been all season. Uh, I don't see anyone that can guard Hunter Dickinson for Michigan. He's seven foot one. Um, he's a monster. And I, 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 looking at this Colorado state team, I don't see who's locking him down. Obviously their best player, David Roddy, he's a six, five guard. He's got, he's Husky. He's, he's a big, he's built big. He scores almost 19 points a game. Rebounds 7.6 per game. So he's a great player. I think this is going to be a good game. I lean Michigan minus two and a half, though. This is definitely going to be a great game. Um, <clears throat> you touched on it. Michigan really did squeak into this tournament. Uh, I'm surprised they're not playing right now as opposed to the Hoosiers. Right. Uh, after the Hoosiers took them down. Um but man, no, the Mountain West Conference has played unbelievable basketball uh, all season long. And Colorado State, man, they put the ball in the hoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shoot 48.5% from the field, 77% from the stripe, and over 35% from three. Um, that, puts them, that puts them in the top 20 uh, in all of those categories. Um, you know, they're incredible. Uh, and looking at the Michigan side, uh, they give up. Uh, two opponents, 44% uh, field goal percentage. Uh, So you get a Colorado State team that already shoots fantastic against a Michigan defense um, who – who allows opponents to shoot very well. Uh, and I think it's a bad matchup uh, for the Wolverines. You touched on it. Uh, David Roddy, David Roddy Rich, man, he is a stud. Uh, and I don't see Hunter Dickinson locking him down. Um, he's too versatile. Uh, you know, he's too quick for him. Um, but really, it's going to be a great game. Uh, I would sprinkle Colorado State with the points, maybe even a little on the money line as well. Um, 
but yeah, that's what I got. I like the Rams. I've, I've enjoyed watching them play ball all season. Um, and so I hope they do well in March. Yeah, and Colorado State, I will say, probably the sharp side here. They're only catching 30% of the bets. Obviously, mm-hmm. the public's going to be over Michigan, the Big Ten team, the team that was supposed to be really good. Um, so Michigan, minus two and a half, a bit square. I'm, it's definitely a lean for me. I don't know if I'm going to end up playing anything on this game. But uh, two separate sides there, that's all right. Nothing too crazy. Uh, no hard bets yet. Um, let's go to Providence. Providence. Providence is playing South Dakota State. This is... This line is crazy uh, to me. Providence minus two. It really shows what the books think of Providence, um, that they are maybe just not as good as we think they are. Um, They kind of struggled down the stretch, and we saw that. Uh, They're a four seed taken on South Dakota State, who is the 13 seed. Stone bets. I'm going to let you lead this one off if you have a play, a lean. uh, Just your overall thoughts on this spread here with Providence minus two. Uh, man, well, the overall thoughts, the public just loves the Jackrabbits yep. uh, in this situation, you know, and uh, and I, I th- again, I think it's disrespectful to Providence. Um, you know, I, I I really do think they're a great basketball team uh, and they're getting no love um, from all the metrics, all the analytics. Um you know, so I like the Friars. I definitely like them on the money line. I probably like them on the minus two as well. Uh, I don't know if I'll play it, um, but I do have them moving forward in my bracket. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, so it, before the line came out for this game, I was like, I'm going to bet on South Dakota State. Like Providence is overrated. Right. Uh, and then the line came out minus two, which, you know, really, to my point, it, it shows what the books think of Providence. But now everyone and their mother is on South Dakota State to pull this upset off here. I think this is going to be one of the most picked upsets in the tournament, Uh, especially with that short line, right? That's what it tells you that an upset is definitely possible. But I'm with you. Providence battle-tested. They beat beat Texas Tech. They beat UConn. They beat Wisconsin. They beat Xavier twice. They play in a tough Big East. They're 25-5 and on the season. Uh, South Dakota State, you know, they lost to Alabama by 16, Washington State they beat, and they lost to Missouri State by 12. Those are their notable results on the season. They're 30 and four. I think they've won something like 25 straight games. They're a hot team coming in. They have a very high-powered offense. I don't care. I'm with you. It's Providence minus two here. All right, Boise State playing Memphis. This is a really good one. It's an 8-9 matchup. I believe this is in the West region. Uh, yes, it is West region, eight, nine matchup. Uh, I like Boise state plus two and a half. We talked about the mountain West, not too long ago with Colorado state. Here's Boise state, the team that won the mountain West tournament. They get in as an eight seed and they're taking on Memphis. This is going to be my best bet of the first round. It's Boise state plus two and a half. Everyone's so high on Memphis right now. They really turn their season around after a rough start, but the number one thing for me is here, Memphis turns the ball over at such an insane rate this season. I want no part of that in March, man. They rank in the like the bottom 10 teams of turnovers yep. per game in the whole NCAA, which is absolutely insane. Another thing I think that goes in favor of Boise State is they are a very experienced team. Five of their top six scorers are all seniors. I love that going into March. I think it plays a huge factor. Uh, Boise State relies on Jalen Duran, who's just, he's a beast, but, uh, uh, or excuse me, Memphis relies on Jalen Duran. He's, he's a beast, but, um, you know, I, I like Boise. I think Boise State's winning the game. I have them moving on in my bracket, catching two and a half points here. I absolutely love it. Public is all over Memphis. 80 pu- 80% of the uh, bets are coming in on Memphis. So even more reason to like Boise State here. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, Boise State, two and a half, money line, hammer it. Yep. Uh, I, I already did. 
you know, I think they, I think an eight seed is terrible for this team. I think they should have been closer to a six, um, kind of where Colorado State is. Um, and they got and they got screwed uh, because of that. They got Gonzaga, uh, assuming they win this game versus Memphis. Um, but man, the, again, the Mountain West is it has been one of the best mid-major conferences all year long. Um, and these two teams are fantastic on defense. Uh, they're 17th and 31st, uh, respectively, in Ken Palm adjusted defense. Um, and you know, Boise State. Uh, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Memphis, you touched on it. They turn the ball over 16.4 per game, 346th in the country. I don't want that at March at all. They also uh, foul 18.7 times per game, uh, which is high uh, uh, compared to the rest of the teams in this tournament. Um, two things you can't be doing is turning the ball over and giving up a lot of fouls. I love the Broncos in this spot. I got them moving on. All right, another 8-9 matchup is going to be North Carolina against Marquette. Uh, here's another team I like. I like Marquette plus three and a half here in this one. The public is hammering North Carolina. Obviously, North Carolina in March, a team that everyone likes to bet on. They're catching 83% of the action right now. Um, so that makes me like Marquette even more. Marquette six and six against top 25 teams this year. They've played a lot of good squads. Uh, they beat Villanova twice. They beat Illinois. They uh split games with Providence. They beat Seton Hall twice. So they are, they've had a bit of an up and down season as well. 19 and 12. They started way hotter than they finished. They get into the tournament as a nine seed. Um, I, I like them plus three and a half. I think you're getting over a full position of points here. The line has moved from two to three and a half. It opened at two, I believe all the way up to three and a half with the public pounding North Carolina, North Carolina doesn't play that great defense. They obviously rebound extremely well in Marquette, not a great rebounding team scares me a little bit. Armando Baycott is just a monster for North Carolina, but over three and a half points here. I think Marquette keeps this one close. I think they can win this game. So I'm definitely taking the points here with Marquette, but stone bets, do you have different thoughts or are you with me? Uh, you know, this, uh, this is a stay away game for me. Sure. Um, I, I will say I do have the Tar Heels uh, moving on in my bracket, uh, but definitely not enough confidence in that to uh, place a wager on the money line or the spread. Uh, but you touched on the rebounds, man. Uh, North Carolina, ninth in the nation with 7.8 in their rebounding margin. Uh, Marquette as 324th with a negative 4.3 rebounding margin. Uh, so, yeah, Carolina's got those big bodies inside uh, that can really change the game. Um, so, yeah, I, li I like the Tar Heels to win, but staying away uh, from a betting perspective. Next game up, we have UConn against New Mexico State. UConn a five seed, New Mexico State a 12 seed. Um, this one is a six and a half point spread currently in favor of UConn. Now, I lean New Mexico State to cover here. Um, six and a half points seems a like a lot, um, but... You know, UConn, the metrics really say UConn and the public is coming in on New Mexico State, which really scares me and thinks this one could be a blowout. This is definitely a stay away game for me. But Stone Betts, do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, no, it's really a stay away for me yeah. as well. Um, if, if that number drops below six and a half, it's even a definite stay away as well. Um, you know, you, you can't you can't be dealing with two possession spreads uh, in March. Um so, yeah, the, uh, talk about rebounding, though. Two of the best rebounding teams in the country, uh, both top 15 and rebounding margin. Um, you know, the, the Aggies are a sneaky good ball club, um, but there's really no telling what will happen. Uh, so, yeah, complete stay away from me. And New Mexico State, although they defend the three-point line well, uh, holding teams are just 30% from deep. 
They are giving up 42% of the points on defense from the three-point line. So that's an interesting trend there for them. And Connecticut, a decent three-point shooting team, checking at 35.3% on the season, although they don't it doesn't account for a high share of their offense. So just a little interesting nugget there. All right, next game up, Arkansas against Vermont. This is another interesting one. It's a four versus 13 matchup. Everyone really high on Vermont. A lot of people really high on Arkansas, though, too. I think this is a very tough draw for Arkansas. It's a five-point spread. That being said, I really like Arkansas here. Their guard play is just fantastic. J.D. Note is unbelievable. He's so fun to watch. They beat Kentucky, they beat Tennessee, they beat Auburn, they beat LSU all three times. They had a close one-point loss against Alabama, and then they beat Texas A&M once, lost to them twice. Um, Meanwhile, Arkansas, two notable games. They lost at Providence by 10, and they lost at Maryland, who didn't even make the tournament by 11. Um, Obviously, Vermont, uh, they're a tough team in their conference, but this is a whole other beast here. The number makes me think that, you know, Vegas is giving Vermont a lot of respect. Five-point spread, I thought this was going to be closer to six, six and a half. The fact that it's minus five, though, I really think Arkansas gets it done, makes a statement in round one. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I think the Razorbacks uh, handle business here. Um, I agree completely with the line. I was definitely expecting seven, you know, maybe even eight. Uh, uh, Vermont catching eight here. Um, but, man, you know, uh, something to th- uh, look at with Vermont. Uh, they're fifth in the nation in field goal percentage, uh, seventh in turnovers a game. They only turn it over 9.7 times a game, and then they don't foul, uh, less than 14 fouls per game. Uh, they dominate their division, um, but I agree. This is a different beast. This is an, a great Arkansas team out of the SEC, uh, and I think Musselman's going to have his boys uh, get it done. Next game up is a – Total coin flip. It's a pick on Ohio State versus Loyola Chicago. Obviously, Loyola Chicago, the darling of the dance, and seems like every other year they have Sister Jean on their side. This is a 7-10 matchup. Ohio State earning a 7 seed. Loyola Chicago earning the 10 seed. As I said, it is a pick em. I have some Big Ten buys here, but I, I, I think Ohio State gets it done. EJ Liddell is going to be the best um, best player on the court. He does it all. He rebends very rebounds very well he defends very well he averages like three block two or three blocks a game he's you know a great scorer um i just think ohio state could actually be a sleeper team here in this tournament uh it's going to be a tough first matchup getting past loyola chicago for sure um but as a pick them i absolutely love this um i I was expecting a two-point spread in favor of the buckeyes so now that it's a pick them absolutely love it uh, I am, uh, I'm quite the opposite. I, uh, I like the Ramblers, the Loyola Chicago here. Uh, I think they're a more balanced team, um, overall, uh, than Ohio state, obviously Ohio state playing in the big 10, um, you know, much tougher conference. Uh, but Loyola Chicago, uh, is one of the 10 teams in this tournament that shoot over 35% from three and they have over 23 attempts per game. Um, they shoot 38.26%, which is 10th in the nation, uh, and they shoot shoot 23 threes a game. Um, so, you know, they're not chucking up bricks or anything. They're uh, very efficient uh, with their three-point shots. Um, so I like the Ramblers here uh, to get it done. I've got them moving on to my bracket. Uh, I have not been impressed uh, with the Buckeyes at all, um, all year uh, for that matter. Um, and I don't think it's going to start now. Uh, I like Loyola Chicago, a team that's been there before uh, recently. Um, I like them a lot, actually. Yeah, Loyola, the, uh, as you say, very good three-point shooting team. And 
Ohio State really not a great defensive team. They're a high-powered offense, but struggle defensively. So that could be a major factor here. I just like the Buckeyes playing in the Big Ten. I, I mentioned I'm a little biased towards the Big Ten. And, and last year, it didn't work out for teams in the Big Ten tournament. A lot of them saw early exits. So, um, you know, but nearly 70% of the bets coming in on Loyola Chicago, they're a team everyone likes to bet on in March. I'm going to fade them uh, here, and I'm going to go Ohio State pick them. But you make some very good points, Stone Bet. So, you know, I, I expect us to go – about 50 50 when we're head to head, you know, it can go right. either way. Exactly. Um, all right. Next game up. I think you like this play Chattanooga plus seven and a half against <laughs> Illinois. I'm going to let you break this one down first. Keep the points, man. Keep yep. the points. Chattanooga money line. Look, this, oh is, a, this is a great matchup uh, for the mocks. Okay. You got Kofi Cochran inside who's going to go up against Silvio de Sosa, uh, who played at Kansas, mm-hmm. you know, so he's power five talent. Um, and then you've got Malachi Smith and David Jean Baptiste uh, in the backcourt, um, who who is a great guard duo. Uh, you know, I really think they can compete uh, with Grubello and the rest of the Illinois guards. Um, I, I really think this could not be a better matchup uh, for the mocks. I've been high on them all year. I've been saying it. They are a great mid-major basketball team who could make a run or an upset in March. And I think they will. I think they're going to prove it to everybody Friday night. Put it in your calendar. It's happening. I, I lean Chattanooga as well, plus seven and a half. I don't know if I'm going to get there to playing it, but I think it <laughs> like it is a lot of points, man. And Illinois is a team that I just, for some reason, I want them to be so good because I love Kofi Coburn. I love their guards. They have Alfonso Plummer and Trent Frazier. I do hate one of their guards. You said his name. It's Andre Corbello. <laughs> he is so frustrating to watch off the bench, man. He just makes, he can, he can pass the ball pretty well sometimes, but half the time he's just taking horrible shots or trying to make too much happen with his passes. And I saw a very interesting stat today. Curbelo obviously comes off the bench, but in games that Curbelo plays 20 or more minutes, Illinois is two and six straight up. So if he gets into the game and plays more than 20 minutes, it's, it's doesn't work out well for uh, Illinois. So Brad Underwood should consider keeping him under that 20 minute mark and maybe they'll escape with the win. But I, I, I lean Chattanooga with the points as well. Seven and a half is a lot here, especially in a tough matchup. Um, all right. Next game up, Michigan State against Davidson. Michigan State is a one point favorite and stone bets. You said it earlier, January, February, Izzo, April. So I think you're going to be on Michigan State minus one here. I'm not sure, though. What do you got? Uh, yes, man. Uh, I like Sparty here. Uh, man, and, and, you know, I, I really didn't want to pick against Davidson. Uh, this is one of the toughest matchups uh, for it really me is. Pick, uh, of this first round. No doubt about it. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, it's Tom Izzo in March. Uh, he gets his team rallied up and they, and they make these runs out of nowhere. Um, I've actually got them uh, upsetting Duke in the second round as I well. I like that. I like uh, that. You know? Yeah. And I've, and so I've got them making the sweet 16. Um, Davidson's a great basketball team. They shoot the ball well uh, from everywhere on the court. Um, but, but no, it's, it's hard to bet against Tom Izzo in the tournament. I agree. Is Tom Izzo really going to lose to Davidson here? No, 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 uh, no disrespect to Davidson, but it's, it's Tom Izzo, man. And I I like Michigan state minus one a lot here. Um, You take a look at the three point shooting numbers, both teams, very good three point shooting teams, Michigan state shooting 37.8%. That ranks them inside the top 20. Davidson Davidson shooting 38.4% ranks them in the top 10. But the big difference is here, Michigan State defends the three-point line while Davidson doesn't defend the three-point line. I think that's going to be a big factor here. Um, 
obviously Davidson, if you look at their defense, they're giving up 43.8% of their points on defense from the three-point line. So I think the game plan for Michigan State is going to be, you know, let it lo- let it loose from three and, you know, outshoot Davidson here. It's going to be a shootout, I think. Um, but I like Michigan State to move on. And covering one is great. I absolutely love it. Um, all right, last game up. I'm going to have you start with this one as well. It is TCU against Seton Hall. Uh, this is an 8-9 matchup as well. What do you got here? Uh, I got the Horned Frogs, man. Um, Seton Hall's a team that uh, had a lot of high expectations uh, and have been less than impressive um, all year. And uh, TCU has been playing great uh, as of lately. Um, you know, knocking off Texas uh, in the Big 12 tournament, beating KU late and giving them a run for their money in Allen uh, that same week. Uh, TCU is a team that rebounds the ball well. Um, they don't foul very often, uh, and they're great defensively. Uh, you know, they play slow and control the tempo of the game, um, although they do turn the ball over uh, 14.5 times a game. Uh, that will be their weakness, um, but I do like the Horned Frogs to move on. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, any other games here? Oh, Iowa state LSU. That's a good one. Um, I, I actually like LSU in this one. I think LSU can make a deep run minus four. I know I didn't put that on our pre sheet, um, to talk about, do you have any lean in this one or a pick in the game? Um, you know, I, I don't know about the spread, uh, but I do have LSU moving on. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how they play uh, with their whole coaching situation. Yeah, no Will Wade um, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, Iowa State, they're a team that's been there before, uh, but not with this coach. Uh, he's new, um, and I think it'll be some time before they uh, really compete um, in this tournament. Uh, so, yeah, I do like uh, LSU to move on here. All right. Now, we broke down about 10 games, and that was great. Let's take a look at the bracket overall. Just get into some nice discussion here. Let's start in the top left, the west side of the bracket, or the west region, I should say. Gonzaga is the one seed. Duke is the two seed. Um, Texas Tech, the three seed, and Arkansas, the four seed. In a lot of my brackets, I have Texas Tech matching up with Gonzaga in the lead eight with a chance to go to the final four. Um, I think Texas Tech is just – they are so sound defensively. They're going to be – tough for a lot of teams here. Um, And then I really think Gonzaga comes out of this region. I have them going to the final four. I know that's a very popular pick this season, but I really think this could be Zag's year to win it all. Um, I think Duke, you mentioned it. I think they, they could go down early here. They see either Davidson or Michigan state in that second round. I think either of those teams is capable of knocking off dude. Oh, absolutely. I'd I'd really like to see Michigan state for sure. Um, I think they have obviously a much better chance, but I don't think Duke gets past Texas tech for no doubt in my mind about that. Um, Arkansas is another team to watch here. I have them matching up with Gonzaga in the sweet 16. Um, It's it, it's a tough matchup for Boise state or Memphis, obviously the winner of that taking on Gonzaga, but I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts in the West region. Uh, I got the same as you. I got Gonzaga uh, making it out, beating uh, Texas tech in that elite eight game. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of chalk, uh, in this region, uh, to be honest, not very many upsets, uh, other than that, uh, Michigan state Duke upset, uh, that I mentioned in the second round. Um, but, but yeah, it's uh, Gonzaga is just tough against anyone. Uh, they're such a good ball club. Uh, and then on the bottom half, yeah, Texas Tech uh, is sound defensively, offensively. Uh, I think they're no match for Duke, uh, like, like you said. Uh, so I see, I see that being a great elite eight game, uh, Gonzaga versus Texas Tech. I'm really looking forward to that one. Bottom left part of the bracket, the East region, Baylor, the one seed, Kentucky, the two seed, Purdue, the three seed, UCLA, the four seed. 
And this, this is this. I, I really like this side of the bracket. You got a potential Kentucky Purdue matchup, which I think is could be fantastic. A um, couple of big men there with Oscar Shebway and um, Zach Eady, Travion Williams for Purdue. I think that's a potential fantastic matchup. Um, up top, then you got Baylor with a potential matchup of maybe UCLA if they make it there. And UCLA, obviously, a very seasoned team, very experienced team. Made it to the Final Four last year. They've returned pretty much all the same guys. They have some elite scores on that team. I think UCLA knocks off Baylor in this bracket. Um, I see UCLA playing either Kentucky or Purdue. I'm so split there. Um, Purdue doesn't defend well, which scares me at this point of the season, but they're just such a good offensive team. So I, I think it's going to be UCLA, Kentucky, or Purdue coming out of this bracket. Obviously, that's I think Baylor goes down. I think that's the upset here in this one. But I have Purdue, I think, eventually coming out in the final four. I could see Kentucky just as easily, though. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got John Calipari and the Kentucky Wildcats yep. actually uh, making it to the championship. Um, I'm really looking forward to that Sweet 16 matchup of uh, Purdue-Kentucky, uh, the two best uh, teams in rebounding margin uh, in the country. Uh, it's going to be a great battle of old-school bigs down low. Um, and I agree with your UCLA over Baylor pick. Um, I've actually got Baylor advancing, advancing, but I could see the Bruins knocking them off. They are, uh, they're obviously the same, pretty much the same team they were last year. Um, and they're, and they're gelling well, uh, they're playing like they were this time last year, uh, the team that made it, made it deep run. Um, so I could see them taking down the bears, uh, in the sweet 16 as well. Absolutely. Um, and you got Virginia Tech versus Texas in this region as well. A lot of people high on the Hokies after knocking off Duke. That should be a good game. Texas, a good team. Chris Beard, great coach, but you got a red-hot Virginia Tech team. So that's another one to look out there in the against East region. Against the cold Longhorn team. Yes, yes. You're, there's no doubt about that. Um, South region, top right of the bracket. Arizona, the one seed. Nova, the two seed. You got uh, Tennessee as the three seed, a very hot team. A lot of people like this Tennessee team. A lot of people think they got snubbed, should have been a two seed. Illinois, the four seed. Um, I really like Arizona coming out of this um, side of the bracket. Arizona's been fantastic all season long. They have some elite guards. They do just about everything well. Um, You got a potential interesting matchup against Houston against Illinois. Illinois, we talked about a little earlier in the podcast. They're just a frustrating team at times. Don't know why they aren't as good as, you know, the talent on their court says they should be. but if they both win their first round games, that sets up a Houston versus Illinois team. And not a lot of people know about Houston. Not a lot of people watch a lot of Houston basketball, but they're a very tough team. Very good defensively, rebound the ball very well. Bottom part of that bracket, you got Nova as the two seed. Nova is a team that definitely can make a run. Experienced players, experienced coach, you know, high powered offense, make their free throws. That's a good one. And then, like I said, Tennessee is that three seed. I, I got to say, though, if Michigan gets past Colorado, I think Tennessee is a very tough second round matchup if they win because they're either going to play Colorado State or Michigan. I think that's going to be a tough matchup for uh, the Vols there. But I like Arizona coming out of this region, going to the final four. I, uh, I have Arizona in my lead eight uh, coming down from the top, but then I've got Jay Wright uh, and Villanova coming out, uh, coming wow. out of the bottom and eventually coming out of this region. Cool. Um, and you know something that sticks out to me, man. They are they're first in the nation uh, in free throw percentage, yep. shooting over eighty two percent. The next best team in this tournament 
uh, is North Carolina shooting 77%. So they are 5% better from the charity crazy. strike than the rest of the field. Um, and that, you know, that's a big part of March uh, is late game free throws. Um, so that's, uh, and, and, you know, Villanova is just a sound basketball team uh, all around. Um, and Jay Wright, a great coach. They always do well in the tournament. Uh, so I got them coming out of this South region. All right. Final region down here in the Midwest. Kansas, the one, Auburn, the two, Wisconsin, the three, Providence, the four. I think this is one of the easiest regions for a one seed to come out of, which is Kansas. Obviously a potential matchup with Auburn in the Elite Eight if Auburn makes it there. We've seen that not at when they're not at home, they have some troubles. Wisconsin, a three seed. I've been not high on Wisconsin all season long. I'm going to continue to not be high on them here. I'm going to continue to sell Wisconsin. I think they have a very tough second matchup against LSU if LSU can beat Iowa State. Um, if they do reach it to the Sweet 16, they will have to play likely Auburn if Auburn gets there. This is if all goes to chalk. Obviously, crazy stuff is going to happen. Um, but I really, really, really like Kansas coming out of this bracket. I think Kansas has a very good shot of winning the whole tournament. Um, but that I think like if I had to pick three teams to win the tournament in order of confidence, I'd go Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas. Uh, so I really like Kansas making the final four here. Uh, I have the Jayhawks as well, uh, making the final four, making the championship and, and winning it all. Uh, yep, I think, love it. I think Bill Self and the Hawks are going to cut down the nets this year. Um, I do have Auburn making it to the elite eight. Uh, they're a great team. Uh, obviously lost first, uh, first game in the sec tournament. Um, they, I think they put that behind them. I think their talent, uh, overplays that. Um, and then that KU Iowa matchup on the sweet 16 is going to be a great ball game. Yep. Uh, two just fast, high powered offenses, uh, that just score at will. Um, you know, that game, that game might be, uh, you know, go over, go over a total of 180. uh, you know, with the way those two offenses play. Um, and man, I, uh, I've actually liked the Badgers, uh, all year, uh, on this podcast. I know you have. And I've got Colgate uh, upsetting them. Wow. In the first round. Uh, you know, Colgate, they shoot 40% from three. It's unbelievable. Uh, and, they sh- and they shoot almost 25 of them a game. Uh, and, you know, uh, Wisconsin is a team that uh, allows their opponents to shoot almost 44% uh, from the field. Um, so I, I think Colgate outshoots Wisconsin. Uh, we don't know the status of, uh, you know, Johnny Davis, how he's going to be. Um, so, uh, so I like Colgate uh, to pull that upset. All right. Well, there you have it. And then your championship pick is Kansas over who in the championship? Kansas over Kentucky. Kansas over Kentucky. Kansas over Kentucky. All right. I have um, and I have two brackets, obviously. I, I like to do a couple, but in the one that I'm most confident in, the one that I really grind out, I have Gonzaga over Arizona. I just really think this is Gonzaga's year. Um, I know it's a, a square pick. A lot of people are going to be on Gonzaga. But I, I just like the way they play, and, you know, they are fantastic. Um, I think it's going to be a great tournament, though, and, you know, there's going to be so many crazy upsets. It happens every year. It's impossible, year. impossible to predict this thing. Um, but, man, it's going to be a lot of fun, and this is uh, week one. I can't wait to talk to you next week, Stone Bets, and see uh, how wrong we were on all these first-round <laughs> matchups and how many Absolutely. 10 seeds have already made it to the Sweet 16 after yeah. the first two rounds. Exactly. Absolutely, man. But it was another great episode. Always fun talking to you. 
March Madness, baby. You can't beat it. Episode six is in the books. For Stone Bets, I'm Larry Locks. Follow Stone Bets on Twitter at Stone Bets. You can follow me on Twitter at how underscore you underscore doing. And catch us on the surgical stream every day at two o'clock Eastern time. For Stone Bets, I'm Larry Locks. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a fun time watching this year's tournament.